Getting Christmas right uh, means so much to so many. It's about who's coming home rightly. It's about who you're going to see rightly. It's about getting the right gift. It's about uh, getting the decorations right. It's about getting everything right. Because, you know, if something's not right at Christmas, isn't that the one thing everybody seems to talk about? You know, I, I, the, I know the tree was right, but, you know, when I was getting it, I cut it too short. I did this, I did that. I know the lights are right, but it's just, the, you know, they, they were all messy this time. And, and, and it's just interesting how we fuss sometimes about things that aren't right rather than enjoy the things that are. Getting Christmas right <clears throat> is, um, again, about getting the right gift, about getting together, about getting the lights right. And getting the lights right really, really does matter because lights are the first thing that go up and kind of announces that the season happens to be here. Um, lights are a source of pride. Because sometimes uh, you compare your lights with your neighbor's lights. And uh, if your neighbor has some, then you've got to get them. And if your neighbor has more, then you have to get more. And then it just kind of builds up and up and spirals into something that is, well, unhealthy. Right, Jay? It gets that way. Who can forget this classic, classic Christmas scene? Watch this. Anybody ever been there? Sometimes we laugh at the guy who's, that's all going wrong with it, yet that's us. And it doesn't have to be 7,000 lights and auxiliary nuclear power kicking in. It can just be one strand of lights, and it messes a whole bunch of things up. Now, <clears throat> when the light is right, everybody, pay, everybody uh, pays attention and everybody notices. Nobody comes outside to look at the darkness. Nobody. Oh, yeah, you can say you walk outside and enjoy a quiet night when the stars are out, but you're still looking at the stars. Nobody enjoys the darkness. They never have. Now, what I'm not saying is that you have to have a whole bunch of lights on your house. What I am saying, though, is that Christmas is, li- is right when the lights are right. And God always knew that. He always knew that. Um. A long time ago, a prophet uh, said this. John already quoted it from Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land, a deep, uh, land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. There's a perspective here that God knows literally and figuratively when you and I can't see. When you and I are confused, when you and I are overwhelmed, when you and I really need help, and sometimes the most powerful and yet the most simple thing that can happen is just to simply have light. Light has always been encouraging. And for Christmas, getting it right really, really is important. For example, uh, God got it right at Jesus' coming. Um, People notice when things are done right. They do. They talk about it. They encourage other people to come and see lights that are done right. 
But when you think about it, nobody, and I mean nobody, should have noticed when Jesus showed up. He re- nobody really should have noticed. I like uh, what one preacher uh, I read this past week had to say. Uh, he said it this way, Jesus' birth attracted more attention than you would think. Considering the circumstances, he was born to peasant parents. Who was going to notice that? He was born away from home, and there weren't grandparents uh, around to brag about him. He was born in Bethlehem, an insignificant Judean village. He was born at night, and everybody was asleep. He was born 1,450 years before the invention of the printing press and 1,900 years before the invention of the radio. Who in the world was going to notice? But God saw that Jesus attracted attention even at his birth. And God did it on purpose. Luke chapter 2 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And then a couple of verses later, it says a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. You and I are stunned into silence by the glory of just stars in the heavens. I wonder what it was like for those shepherds who saw what they saw. Later on, uh, in Matthew chapter 3, it says this, uh, the men from the east came looking for Jesus, and they asked the king, Herod, at, at the time, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Believe me, when those guys showed up and walked into the palace, and they asked the questions that they asked, everybody started talking about Jesus. Everybody started talking about the king who had been born. The news of Jesus' birth was the talk of the town. We saw, uh, excuse me, the great light that the prophet spoke of when I read from Isaiah chapter 9 earlier. That finally had come, and that light did not disappoint. To make it clear, I just want us to understand what light we're talking about. We're not talking about angels, and we're not even talking about stars. Those natural and supernatural events that took place merely announced the light that had come. Uh, Let heaven and earth sing. We just sang that a little bit ago. Let heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature, yeah. They sang at the announcement, as an announcement, for the light that had truly come. Have you ever known someone who works so hard getting ready for Christmas that they're too tired to celebrate Christmas? Have you ever ever known someone who's so focused on trying to get everything done for Christmas that they forget what God's already done at Christmas? Getting it right does, it most assuredly does, include all those wonderful decorations, all those traditions, the special ornaments that we hang on the tree, uh, lights outside, and going to see lights in this place and that place, and singing and eating and enjoying. But all those things are byproducts of what God did for us. And when God got it right, he really got it right. Because God used light to announce the light. And that was the whole point. Now it's one thing for God to get it right. 
But it's a wholly different thing for you and I to get it right. God got it right at Jesus' coming. People get it right when they follow him. We get it right when we follow Jesus. That was the whole point. Remember, the people walking in darkness, the prophet said, have seen a great light. And it kind of doesn't make any sense for you and I to see something wonderful and just kind of go, eh. That's the whole point. That's why Jesus sent him, God sent him for us. Not so we would just simply say, wow, and look for the next great event, but follow him. Jesus said in John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Depending upon the translation that you have, uh, it, it might even say that have the light that leads to life. And, and either one is, is perfectly acceptable because it's not just simply a, a, a guide. It's a source of encouragement and strength and wisdom and power all the way around. Jesus also said in John chapter 12, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Anybody ever been in the darkness? Anybody want to admit it? Anybody in the darkness now? You don't have to be. You don't. I can pretty safely say right now as I look out at every one of you that you either have been there or you are. And the reason why you're here is you know you don't have to do that. You don't. That's why we sing. That's why we celebrate. That's why we can't wait for this time of the year because it reminds us that where we used to be, we don't have to be anymore. The point of Jesus saying, uh, being the light of the world and a light so that no one should stay in the darkness was about as uh, much of a divine intervention as you and I can even possibly begin to imagine. That's exactly what God did. He intervened in our lives with Jesus. This is why we sing about grace that's amazing and coming to the altar because any place that we need to go, Jesus is already there. Jesus has already been there and he's waiting. And we don't have to uh, search hard for this because you and I are looking simply for the light and he's there. And if you and I do find ourselves in the dark, it's not because Jesus led us there. Most of the time, it's because if we're honest, we took our eyes off the light and decided we were just going to walk over here for just a little bit. And a little bit turned into a week. And a week turned into a, a month. And so on. And next thing you know, we turn around and we're lost. If you're in the dark, you do not have to stay there. You are not trapped. I know someone who's stronger, smarter, better, wiser. 
He knows you long before Santa uh, ever knew that you were sleeping or not sleeping. And he hasn't written a list. What he did instead is he went to a cross for you and for me and gave you and I a gift that can never, doesn't need to be returned, always fits, and was custom made for each and every one of us. That's, again, why we sing. People get it right when they decide to follow Jesus. Light is always better than darkness. And when they decide to follow the light, there's something noticeably different about them. Noticeably different. You can see it. You know it. You've felt it yourselves. You've seen it in other people, which is why God got it right at the coming of Jesus People get it right when they follow Jesus and people get it right when they shine like Jesus. The principle of light here is quite obvious. Again, light is better than darkness. People see light as hope. People are more confident in the light. The light of Jesus has given many people confidence and hope. And you can see that hope, especially if you've known that person and you saw that person while they were walking in the darkness, especially if you are that person. And while you were walking in the darkness, you didn't have hope and you were frustrated and you were concerned. And yet the Lord came along and he said, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. What you've done isn't any different than what a whole bunch of other people have done. And it doesn't matter because that gift that I talked about still applies. It still keeps on giving. It always has and it always will. And so when we recognize that and we see that and we're grateful for that, it literally shines from us. We're different people. The struggle that we have sometimes is that we love the gift that Jesus gave. We love uh, what he did for us. But what we try to do is we try to hold on to the gift and still live the life that got us into the darkness in the first place. We try to do both. We try to struggle. We try to do it our way and yet God's way. And it never works. It never works. It's like Clark Griswold's switch. Either it is on or it's not. And when it's on, it's beautiful. And when it's not, what's the point? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are. Just like a city that's on a hill that cannot be hidden. Jesus went on to apply the point saying that you and I are to let our light shine before others. What light is that? The 15,000 lights that you just got done last weekend stapling to your, your roof. The 5,000 lights you wrapped around the tree. All the while arguing with your wife that they were in the right place and she said they're not. All those kinds of things. The lights in the windows, is that what we're talking No, that's not what we're talking about. It's the difference that Jesus has made in your life. The difference that he continues to make in your life. Because it's noticeable. And it's not something that you 
or able to figure out because if you, you were, you, you would have done it a long time ago. No, God provides all of that. People can be discouraged at times and people do get discouraged at times and sometimes that discouragement has a target. And people can be frustrated with organized religion and they can be disappointed with people who uh, say that they're godly but certainly don't act about it. But every single time the light of Jesus shows up, it is attractive. It is encouraging. People want that. When they see it, it's real. And it makes a difference. That's why when we shine like Jesus... People stand up and cheer. They say, I want to be like that. What do you have? Where'd you find it? How do I get it? Who who do I need to talk to? What do I need to do? Where do I need to go? One of the most fascinating days to me in all the year is December 26th. We've built up and built up and built up. Christmas trees start showing up the week before Halloween now. And uh, we build it up and we build it up and we build it up and we have this great day on the 25th. And the 26th is crazy. Everybody's standing in line, dissatisfied with what they were given. It didn't fit, it didn't work. It doesn't work. I don't like it. It's not the right color. It's not the right size. It's just not me. That's not what God gave us. That's not what God gave us. God gave us a light that penetrates every part of darkness. It breaks down every argument. It breaks down every wall. And when you and I get it right by following him and shining like him, that's the only thing that people want under their tree. I read a story from an old preacher years ago. He was uh, driving down in his neighborhood about this time of the year, and there were some Christmas lights on at a particular house. Christmas came and went and those lights pretty stayed pretty much. I thought they were just kind of going to get around to it eventually, taking it down. But the end of January turned into the middle of February and those lights were still on. And he got kind of annoyed thinking, well, you know, if, they, if they're too lazy to take the Christmas lights down, at least they could just turn them off. February came and went, and then March arrived, and the lights were still up, and they were still on. About midway through March, the neighborhood finally understood why the lights were still on. There was a sign on the front porch. It said, Welcome home, Jimmy. Jimmy was their son, and he'd been serving overseas. And they were resolved to keep the lights on, waiting for him to come home. Lights have always been a sign of hope, a sign of happiness, a guide to people who need to come home, a sign that says, it's good here. 
Come on. You and I, I think, ought to keep the lights on year-round because we just don't celebrate one day. We celebrate every day. And for people who don't know who Jesus is and people who are looking for Jesus, we have a great opportunity once a year to say this really is what it's all about. Because when you have the lights right, you get Christmas right. God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much for giving us hope in the darkness. Thank you so much for blessing us. Because Lord, we're lost. There are times that we think we know our way around, but come to find out that we don't. There are times that we need help and there are times that we need direction and there are times that we need clarity in the way that we're thinking. We're not sure which way to turn or which way to go or what to do or what to say. But you always encourage us. You always bless us. You always show us the way. And you sent us the greatest guide that there has ever been. In Jesus, we have hope. In Jesus, we have understanding and direction confidence Lord we were lost without him and now that we found him what a joy to be able to share his name with others so God is Christmas is really just a couple of weeks away and people are kind of going crazy help us to remember that you bring order to our Christmas world help us to remember even about thanks uh, about uh, Christmas Eve and inviting people to come and just to sing with us and to share in the joy that we have and the name that we know. Thank you so much for getting it right. We pray this in Jesus' name.